0: Do here is go back, 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 back.
1: Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you guys out there, the creators, the entrepreneurs, the out-of-the-box thinkers, the not drawing inside the lines people. I feel like I keep altering this because you guys get it. It's just that we're we're just anti-status quo. We believe in challenging the norms and doing things differently. You know, many of you that are listening are CEOs or your entrepreneurs or your producers, your artists, your creators, your you know, you're 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 in your vibe and you're doing your thing, and you want to do something differently, or you're in the middle of it, and we get you. And every week, I bring on people who definitely get you because they are you, and they're in any number of different phases of their life, whether they're in you know um, their first venture, their third, their fiftieth, and we're talking about what is happening and what are they realizing in real time, and certain themes that mean something to them because it's part of their driving force, if you will, right? And I, you guys know that it's just my constant mission to not glamorize and glorify end success because really, there really, A, there isn't an end success. Um, There's a continuation of our life's work. And B, you know, there's a lot going on in the middle that is not often talked about. And that's what we're here to do is we're here to talk about that and show you guys that they're no different than you. They're no different than me. We're no different than any of each other, right? We're just humans having human experiences and we're here to talk about that. And I've got another great show today. Before I get into that, the show has been growing. I appreciate all of you that have been listening. For those of you that are newer, I'm Matt Gottesman. You guys can find me over at, at Matt Gottesman if you want to, you know, have kind of more of the personalized talks over there on Instagram uh, and any of the other ventures and other things that I'm launching coming up or at HDF Magazine if you want to talk about that intersection of, you know, culture and creativity and entrepreneurship because there's a lot going on. This is really where we have the, the, the conversation as well as at Hustle Sold Separately, all on Instagram. And of course, you can find me on other social, but reach out. You guys know I answer each and every DM text. I'm on it. Uh, I have been on it for six years, and I, and I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Today's guest, Tommy Baker, I had a chance to be on his podcast. This guy, when it's when it comes to performance and like human optimization, I mean, is dedicated. Uh, I've even found myself like, yeah, I'm gonna get off my ass now, <laughs> Even, and I'm I'm pretty driven, but I but I appreciate also his approach. Uh, he's an author, a speaker, a coach. He's a host of the Resist Average Academy podcast. You guys might have known I I did a live uh, when I was in his studio and I was on his podcast, and um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go live here. You guys will catch this here momentarily. You know, and um, we're gonna be talking about flow state because you guys know I'm I'm heavily dedicated to flow um and what that actually means for each individual and we're also going to talk about peak performance and how we can tap more into that where does it exist how does it exist you know there's a lot of different ways that we can audit ourselves and so we're going to have that conversation uh and we don't even have a time limit so this is going to be dangerous but real quick just want to give you guys this background um you know you guys get it like a lot of you who you've been expi- excited and inspired to to execute your your bold vision right but there's a lot of distractions out there, and there's also you as as part of the problem as well too, if we're being really honest because I mean, we can all get in our, our own minds, right? but um sometimes we're beyond that and we're like, all right, what's next? and we're just ready. Well, that's where you know Tommy usually comes into play. Um, he's designed to help you reverse engineer your success and, and live an inspired life on your terms and he uses both uh, well he uses the integration experience, which hopefully we can get him to talk a little bit about. Um, and his, you know, his enthusiasm and passion, um, you guys will just you'll, – you'll get it when you hear him talking here. Um, but combining thousands of hours and in-the-trenches experience with academic research, which I also appreciate, um, his podcast, books, courses, and intensive mastermind experiences, um, they're dis- designed to help you tap into the inner core that you actually already have but refine it and tweak it so you can really leverage it um, and move forward. And I think that that's, that's often what's missing with a lot of people is like, Hey, I I'm motivated, but now what? Well, that's where this comes in. Right. And that's where Tommy comes in. He's authored, uh, unresolution, the 1% rule and the leap of your life. I started the leap of your life after I was on his podcast and I've heard phenomenal things about the other two books. So be sure to check them out. Uh, in short, he believes living up to our potential is what we're here for, which you guys know how I feel about that. Um, he's helping everyone from the dreamers to the visionaries and entrepreneurs, bring them more to life and into execution. Um, and, uh, through his writing, coaching and podcast, he's helped thousands of people take their next steps, their bold next steps, never look back. Uh, he's been featured in Entrepreneur, Influencer, Thought Catalog, and more. Uh, oh, and most importantly, on the Hustle Sold Separately podcast. <laughs> you, you guys, uh, ch- you can check him out, resistaverageacademy.com, but we're going we're gonna to dive into it. Tommy, thank you for being here, man. Matt, thank
0: you so much, <laughs> man. Love what you're doing, dude. And I feel like we were just
1: in studio. We so were. it's a continuation we of that were.
0: amazing conversation we had.
1: Your energy, by the way, is phenomenal. Like you're on it. Like you're on it all the time. Um, and I know we were talking about that a little bit before we yes. jumped on, but what. Just for context, this is the only question that will ever remain the same for everybody that comes on the show. How do we get here to today? Like, what was your background? What was going on in your story that was like, here's where I need to change, here's where I need to change? Or, or just kind of the evolution of you so we totally. can get at the dots, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? And because I, it's, I always find it phenomenal about how we got into the things that we got into Yeah, because of what we had to figure out for ourselves first, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And then we're just going to go on a tear from there.
0: Done. You know, somebody asked me that the other day and- the only answer that I could come up with is pain
1: like,
0: <laughs> yeah, how do true. you how do you get to the obsessive manner that you and I study human psychology, performance, entrepreneurship, uh, personal growth, and spirituality through any other means of self preservation you know I had to I had to I needed my own life raft, and so I went down this journey um, because I needed to save myself first I needed the answers first. Um, so there's a lot in there. Um, but it originally started, I grew up in two different cultures. I grew up in South America. I grew up in the States and it just, it just, oh. I never felt like I had a real belonging. Yeah. And so that always outcast kind of, I don't fit in. I don't, cause it was always a mismatch. You know, there was always a mismatch of culture and people grew up in different countries differently. So I just never felt like I belonged. And that lack, that feeling of lack and that pain, it drove me to ask the questions, right? At a young age, it's questions we all ask, but we often uh, sedate or numb or just distract ourselves. Or we're like, yeah, we'll figure that out later. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is the meaning of all of this? And those three qu- questions, I mean, I'm still asking those, um, as you know, cause it's a journey, but I got here through self preservation and, uh, and that led to an unquenchable thirst for answering those questions and then helping others do the same.
1: Were you, were you ever, um, Corpor- did you ever start off in corporate? I did. How was that? <laughs> <laughs> I just love when I ask people that. I, I mean, I, I have yeah. corporate people on here totally, too. So yeah. just, I just love when I ask entrepreneurs that because they all give that same look.
0: Yeah, it was just, again, that whole fitting in. It was like I was trying so hard to fit in and nothing worked and i thought something was wrong with me right and i remember one time in corporate because this is i was in between i was doing a transition and i was like should i go out my own or or should i not and i needed a sign and here's what i did matt i i had an interview and all the lines everything was perfect and the guy was like dude like you knocked out the interview there was like four stages to it and then we get on the phone and i'm like this guy's gonna make an offer it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome and he says i gotta break it to you man and i'm like oh he's gonna tell me something terrible he's like, this. Is, you're like the best applicant we've ever had. And you're also unemployable here.
1: Oh, that happened to me.
0: And I was like, shit. Yep. And I had actually been a business owner on the other side. And I'm like, wow, you're thinking in this scarcity? You're you're, you're telling me that I'm um, I, I have the skills and the mindset at such a level that it's actually not a strength. It's actually a weakness. And being on the other side of hiring, I want to hire those people. I don't want to hire a pencil pusher. I want to hire somebody that's going to challenge us, that's going to come with creative solutions, that's going to think like an entrepreneur even though they're an employee. And so that was the sign, man. That was the sign that like, dude, you are unemployable. Now let's, now let's go do your thing at a bigger level.
1: I, I love that. I, I want to share because I, yeah. I, I want to be aligned with you on that. I am aligned with you on that. And I'm not even going to call out who the company is. <laughs> I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't do that. But that actually happened to me. Where I was in um, a – and I knew the COO. He went to my – he was like alumni from my, my MBA program. It was like yeah. set it all up. I go in and I do the, the different um, meetings whatever because I'm thinking, okay, I was an entrepreneur. Let me jump in and see if I want to do the whole corporate route. Sure. I actually solved a $3 million problem for them. They all looked at each other like that actually could work. <laughs> we, we could do all that, blah, 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 blah. Like Interesting. Which I later found out that they instituted and they did oh. it. And kickbacks? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? And I get a call a little bit later from the assistant that was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, um, great applicant. Um, but we decided to go with somebody else. I'm like, wait, what? Like and I and I and it's funny, I called everybody out. I put them all into an email, the CEO, the COO. I'm like, Did I miss something here? Here's what I was initially told. Cause I, yeah. you know, was sort of like bypassing that and I solved the three million dollar, you know, problem for you. Yeah. And it and I was like, fuck this yeah like i I was I, I just i i had such a like stop forcing if i'm not meant to be in yes. a corporate setting or at least in this type of corporate sure. setting or in any then so be it yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna just continue to keep creating and so like i i just i found that there was a lot of resistance for me going into those routes so yes. i'm like all right figure it out matt figure it out figure this shit out and just you know and that was pre you know six, seven, eight. It was about eight years ago when that happened, but it was crazy. I'm like, wait a minute. I just solved the problem. Why aren't we collaborating? I don't understand what's going on here, but it's that scarcity mindset. Yes. Because in many cases,
0: they don't, they don't want you. They only want you to solve a problem at a certain level, because if you solve in this, I don't know the context of this company in. not, this is a generalization, but if you solve a bigger problem that's above your pay grade, you know, there's a, there's exactly. all that hierarchy stuff, and it's Ego, like your identity yeah. issues.
1: You're gonna take my job away. Exactly. All of it. It's yeah. not.
0: It's not about the the well being and the performance of the entire company and the employees. It's very. It, it's very set in containers. And if that's not like I was doing the same thing, and I was trying to fit into that, right? And it didn't work over and over again until finally I got so many signs that I said, like, this is not. This is this is Plan A, or there is no plan. Right.
1: Right. I actually, I once, did, I once did a post. I said, I've got, uh, I've got a plan A with twenty-five letters. Afterwards, that all revert back to the same first yeah. plan A. Totally. If I don't have if A doesn't work, B, C, all the way through Z work. And you know what? They're all related to A. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But,
0: but I think this theme is so important, especially you know for the people listening, because I know, I know the people that come on here you know, because it's the same thing. It's like there was, there's these institutions and there's these paths. But here's, here's what I learned from school. Just like, just like flat, flat out, I'm not smart. I'm not talented. I'm sure as hell not creative. I mean, that the, those are like the three main lessons that I learned from school. And it's crazy because now I think I'm pretty damn smart. Yeah, there you go. Now I think I'm pretty damn creative. Now I think I can creatively solve problems. But I just, I didn't fit the mold of learning and assessment that school had. And But I started to believe that it became my identity. I am not smart. How many people walk around and say, I am not smart. I am not creative. Because it's based on somebody else's version. And so that's why I love your show because it's all about that autonomy. It's like, hey, you don't fit in. You're not supposed to fit into these
1: places. Yeah. And that's a powerful thing. Yeah. Well, and I want to be around the people that don't fit in. They're the ones creating everything that everybody That's else is true. consuming. <laughs> yeah. I people, producers, the, creators, yeah, producers, yeah. creators. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you guys are making fun of the Steve Jobs of the world, but you have no problem buying his phone, do you? <laughs> you know, it's like. So when when people give us a hard time for going yeah. outside the box, it's like you know how this ends up. Why do we have to have this conversation? Like, well, now I'm now that I'm older and a little bit further along. Now sure. I now like do we do we want to do I have your permission? Like permission <laughs> for what? Can I go there? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I love that. But I do think that without those rejections that that we had totally um they because now they become part of our processes and like all right look let's just deal with it right now and yeah. like then and, and people you know now when i deal with companies they're like deal with what i'm like may i and they're like yeah i'm like you're feeling this this and this i'm gonna make sure you do this this and this this is what's going to happen for you and you're yeah. going to feel a lot better now don't you feel like there's a nice safe space to really tell me what you're really feeling <laughs> you totally <know>? dude yeah <laughs> you know so uh, okay so you you recognize you don't fit in. Yeah, that ain't working, um, and you start going down this route of like, "Who am I? What am I? What I really want to do?" Things are getting better along the way, and others need to feel the same way. Yeah. What? How, how did that start to happen? Like, what? What did? You, how did you start getting into that world with? Um, you know, uh, coaching. Uh, the best type of coach is one that really understands the game. Yeah. Right. Totally. And, and, and now I know I get it. Some coaches haven't played. You have, but some coaches haven't played, um, you know, um, but the ones that have played, it's interesting, different dynamic and perspective. Yeah. Um, How has that been? What did you have to learn about your, like, finding your flow state? What went into that initially? Yeah, man. And for me, it was actually nearly a a 10-year… Uh,
0: journey there you go. of exploration, discovery, dropping the ego. Uh, I basically followed Maslow's hierarchy in terms of learning. Uh, it's, I started deep in physicality. Physicality is a really great door that opens mm-hmm. the higher levels. We've all known this. If you're really trapped physically, it's very hard to transcend that um, and, and and get to like higher levels of mental, emotional, uh, spiritual performance, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it, it started with, yeah, like learning everything I can uh, physically, then I went to the mental, I like I tap myself into the best of the best in the world. Then I went into like the emotional state. Like, how can I how can I understand my human emotions? How can I not judge myself for not feeling okay? How can I, you know, uh, you know, recognize that we have we have, you know, light and dark and positive and negative, And how can we use that as leverage for not only performance, but fulfillment on the inside? And then ultimately the last step was like the spiritual exploration, yep. like that, that powerful foundation of this connection with something greater than myself. So to me, it was a 10 year quest. Uh, you know, I'm still on the quest, obviously, because learning Always. never stops. The more you go down the rabbit hole, the more the rabbit hole starts to expand. Right. Uh, was it Socrates or Plato? The more I know, the more I don't know, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, truth. Which is crazy, right? but it's a beautiful journey. But yeah, man, to me, that was just, it was, it was me going on this unquenchable quest to learn and discover. It's like, and it, it's really two-pronged. It's that internal fulfillment. What really drives fulfillment? What, how do we, what, what creates, you know, somebody that wakes up and is excited about the day and somebody that goes to bed and says, you know what, I'm proud of myself right? I, I did this and I did that, like that deep fulfillment. And then what creates the performance associated with that? What I found is like, there was these two worlds, like people would be separated into two, two buckets, right? And both of those worlds can coexist. Um, and so yeah, that, that led me down that quest, man. And through a lot of trial and error, a lot of failure, launching my own businesses, failing at my own businesses, relaunching businesses. Um, Led me to where I am today.
1: You know, and, and failure is an interesting word. I talked about this on a story the other day, and just in general, I I have a, a an issue, if yeah. you will, sure. with with the word uh, failure because <laughs> well because I feel like um, society made this shitty word to say you suck.
0: Basically, yeah.
1: Is that really the case? No, yeah. it's not. What happens is, and everybody's like, "How did you know what you wanted to do?" Like, listen, movement. Projects you into um discovery. Yes. Discovery leads you to things that either resonate with you or don't. Yes. Some things work. Some things don't. They're just all signals. Yes. That's all they are. And without a signal, could I not make my next decision? Yes. When we take away that word failure, you suck and put it more into like, that might work. That did work. That didn't work. What do I do next? Now you have your answers. Yeah and it, it it'll it'll propel you closer to your flow state yes. which i know flow states on a, whole, on a whole other level but and i like that you brought up doing that inner work at the physicality at the emotional and at yeah. the spiritual because i think that like if we don't start asking ourselves these questions and start dealing with our shit, yeah we're just sweeping it under the rug oh it's gonna come up it's going to come up and it's gonna and then funny thing is it's, it comes out right in in relationships it comes out in your performance of your work your body all these different things like Sooner or later, you're going to have to deal with your shit. A hundred percent.
0: And you know what? A lot of people are like, they, they chase success or external markers to kind of push that stuff down. But you know what the, the, the worst feeling is, man? To be uh, an external success and still be with that internal, right that feeling of like something is missing. I'm not enough. You're dealing with all of this stuff. And so you have to do both. Yeah. You have to do both. I said the other day, I call this the 8812 rule. Just came, came up with this the other day. Eighty-eight percent of change is is psychology, it's emotions, and then twelve percent are the tactics and the strategy. And it's like, man, I'm so sick and tired of people chasing so many tactics in marketing, yeah. in business, and entrepreneurship. It's like without adding the emotional work. Right. You know what's hard? Shifting the identity from I am an employee to I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Why? Because it's an emotional shift. Yep. It's not the tactical. It's not like, oh, what do, I, what do I do as an entrepreneur? That matters, but it doesn't matter unless the emotional part is taken care of.
1: It's, it's so true. You know, and the, the other thing too is that you're seeing – well, I was very fortunate that I had a lot of um, – I saw a lot of CEOs yeah. or a lot of uh, people who were from the consulting side. They had the money. They had certain things. And then it's funny because when you're, you're diving into the consulting side and you're like, well, let's talk about the customer. And why are you doing what you're doing? And then you start learning about all these – private details of their life sure holy shit they chase the money they chase all these yeah. different things and they weren't fulfilled and you're like that's interesting yeah you know and then after a while and you see this also on on social media you're seeing this uh, with a lot of different places where people are are chasing all these things um for the validation for that they don't some of them don't even realize it and they laugh at us totally. like, sure dude let me like i me laugh for my lamborghini i'm like yeah yeah, but I also see who you're around, and like I see, like, and I, I, and like, but you, you already made it, so you wouldn't really even need to show that. And P.S. If the, I think we did, not we talk about this. And, yeah, isn't the IRS like watching you then? <laughs> like, why would you post all that stuff? You know. What I mean? <laughs> but I, it's, it's, it's a validation for sure. I yeah. think in a lot of ways, um, they can uh, clearly tell me I'm wrong, and that's okay too, because nothing makes me right or wrong. One hundred percent. Um. So flow state. Let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah. What are some of the things that you've helped? you know, hundreds and thousands of people start thinking about to like, you know, figure out how do I find my flow state? Because flow state also will lead to peak performance. And there's, there's a lot going on in that subject matter, which I know we'll probably spend another 40, 50 minutes on. Totally. Well,
0: and, and, and I define, you know, flow at the essence is, is this feeling of just, of just being alive. And I know that sounds like obvious or kind of basic, but it's like, Man, how many people do we know or have we had conversations with that haven't really felt alive in a long time? I'm talking like a level of aliveness that is palpable, you know, from a physical, mental, emotional, business relationships, that aliveness where you can look out at the sky and say, holy shit, I am in the game. I'm alive. I'm breathing today. 150,000 people don't get that opportunity every day. So um, that's flow, man. Feeling alive because, and even in entrepreneurship, you don't have conversations with people and I'll say, hey, when was the last time you experienced freedom?
1: Mm, when was the go. last time you experienced
0: – When was the last time you felt deeply alive? Yeah. And they'll say – And they'll like – They won't have an answer. No, it's like deer
1: in headlights. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll like try
0: thinking about – You know, seven years ago. I'm like, dude, seven years ago? Right. What's, right. what's stopping you from feeling alive and freedom and peace now? And they'll, they'll usually say something like, well, my business is not where I want it to be, et cetera, et cetera. What they don't understand is that their inability to access these and create these emotional states and take responsibility for them on a daily basis, feeling freedom, feeling peace, feeling aliveness, feeling joy, gratitude. I'm talking on a deep level. This is not like Instagram quote stuff. This is like really (laughs) feeling (laughs) it with every part of your body. Oh, by the way, when you do that, not only do you feel alive, meaning you don't miss out on some illusion of there, you don't miss here for some illusion of there. But then when you step into the business, when you step into the tactical stuff, that stuff is so much more powerful. It actually creates results and starts to attract the people, the places, the opportunities, the doors, the relationships, the connections, the media, the podcast, the TV, all of the stuff that's going to get you to to your target faster.
1: You know, I'm glad you bring that up because I I also, I talk pretty heavily about the importance of uh, now that I understand it, enjoying the process. I didn't understand it for a long time because, because it's. Force down our throat yes. enjoy the process embrace the process embrace the process <laughs> you know and i'm like it doesn't seem like a lot of fun you know what yeah. i mean um but it was also because when we start to do our work when we yeah. slow down and we start to understand who we are yeah. what we are why we're doing what we're doing what's the bigger picture and we get clearer yeah. and we start having more fun with the details and forgiving ourselves not pressuring ourselves i should be here says who i know who the fuck says i should be here at this time with doing (laughs) these things because so and so over here has it like i'm sorry i just i once i once i removed that and started forgiving myself like man i am so sorry man for being so hard on you dude and i and i started being like are you having fun i'm like yeah actually i'm having fun i love that and then and then, and then and then then it started attracting bigger and better things yeah
0: man and and you hit the nail on the head. I love how people are so concerned with haters, critics, and trolls. When the person in the mirror talks ten times more shit than any hater, <laughs> critic, and troll externally would ever say.
1: Right. I saw that story when you were talking about that. Yeah, yeah,
0: dude. Like, are you are you kidding me? So so I completely agree with that. And listen, uh, fear, uh, you know, fear, guilt, and shame can they cause momentary action? Can they get you to execute? Yeah, but do you really want to? fuel all of your growth and success and performance off those emotions do you want to spend the next 20 years in in fear judgment self-hatred inner critic to get an external result that to me is not success dude right
1: i want people to rip the band-aid off as quickly as possible like i actually feel bad i'm like are you ready you know one's ever really ready but can you just do it already i know later i'm like you're (laughs) stalling i was like I'll talk to you in a couple of years. You I know. know, I know. I just want people to rip the Band-Aid off right away because it takes time. Yes. That's the thing is it, it, there's layers to this. There's yeah. a lot of layers. Yeah. Um, when, you know, you, you mentioned about, you know, fear and, and all these, other, what's stopping people? Like, is it the 8812? Is it it's what's going on in their head? Like, cause, okay, here's a perfect example. Let's, yep. let's use a use case. You're seeing all these people go to all these events, yep. read all these books, do you know i need more i need more I need more. no you need you yeah how do you get people out of their own way yeah and be like listen let's just take a fucking step and we'll do it together but yeah. like you gotta start executing why are people what what is that weird invisible wall that's going on with people i think it all comes back
0: to just to self-trust man
1: mm, there you go they just you know you
0: you you start to become, you start to consume so much and it, it, it starts to work against you. And it's like, it's like, you know, for anybody listening or even us, like if we think back to the last time we had an idea or we were like, Hey, we have to have a conversation with someone, or we have to say this, or we have to post this or whatever in that, in that state, in that, in that, in that second, in that nanosecond, we had a hundred percent certainty. Like there, there was no space for anything else. Right. I'm going to do this, whatever it is. It could be as massive as quitting your job and launching something or, hey, I got to talk to that person at Starbucks because I, I just have this, this energy is pulling me towards them and I don't know why, but I have to do it. So like in that specific state, we have hundred percent certainty. Every second after that, we just start to lose a small fraction. Yes. Of that, right. Until, right. until the tables are turned and now that certainty has turned into fear, doubt, sabotage, uncertainty, all of these emotional issues. So you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you talked earlier about action. There's two types of clarity, right? There's assumptive clarity. There's this clarity that we we sit in this comfortable room and we start mapping out a vision and (laughs) we're assuming things. And it's, it's, it's really powerful to do blueprints and spend time in whiteboards. But then there's real world clarity. Yes. There's the clarity that comes when you actually step out into the arena of life and in the trenches and are willing to get your ass kicked. Dr. Brene Brown, if you're in the arena, you're gonna get your ass kicked. And like you said, quote unquote, if you fail, then you have real world clarity. Data. Then it's not something that, yeah, it's not something that you're just <laughs> hypothesizing in a comfortable 70-degree conference room. You're actually in the world. So to answer your question, I think it all comes back to self-trust and narratives built around that. You know, exactly. I'm not good enough. I failed in the past, I don't belong marketing is hard. The market is saturated. The president sucks. The weather isn't good. I mean, we'll come up with stupid stuff, right? But if our, if that's our core belief, we'll, we'll become private detective. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. The market is saturated. Look, I just, I heard this blog about how there's, you know, 700,000 podcasts. Oh, I'm never going to start. Okay. Next thing. And we'll just keep reaffirming the, the same story over and over again, but action kills that
1: you're absolutely thank you for that segue because i was just gonna say like isn't it interesting that the moment you're in movement yes and working on things the noise starts to disappear and you you you're like (laughs) it's funny there's an empowerment that's happening because you're just in it and you're like wait and and not only that it it auto corrects your daily life because when people are like, oh, you know, we want to do this. Oh, can I pick your brain for coffee? Oh, can I do this? I'm like, I, actually, I can't. Uh, I, I'm from 9 to 12. This is what I do here. And yeah. from 12 to 2, I got, I got this. And like, man, you seem so busy. Like, I, I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're in your thing. So you're, you're moving and movement will solve most of your problems, if not all. And movement is
0: what creates clarity. Movement is what creates results. Movement is what creates momentum. Movement is what creates flow. And we've all experienced this. Just like, you know, we're thinking about hitting a workout, let's say. It's like super simple example where right? we're thinking about it. There's all this noise. Should I do it? Should I not right. do it? I'm not wearing the right clothes. I'm too tired. I didn't sleep that well last night. I had a smoothie. I ate before. My partner kept me up. I mean, there's all this noise. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Right before you start the workout. <laughs> 20 minutes in, the noise has dissipated. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't always just like go away, like completely silent. You do actually in flow. It, it goes completely shut off. But but still, you're in movement, and all of that stuff dissipates, and now you have clarity. So movement is always the answer. Overthinking is a dream killer. Indecision is a dream killer. How many people do, do you and I know who can't make a decision on what business to start? And the answer is just pick one of them and get going.
1: Right, which they all blend together anyways. The, the, dots, <laughs> the dots connect after a while, and you're yeah. like, oh, so this, didn't, this thing didn't work yeah. you know, five years ago. But the experience of what I'm using from the focus I had to focus on, the marketing or whatever, yes. is now actually coming to play here on this thing over here. Like, it's all connected. It's just that people, again, there isn't failure. Yes. There's just experience. And experience is dictating your next moves. Some you'll pluck from 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yep. And use it today into something new that you're, that you're on. So it's all connected.
0: 100%. When people say that, you know, and I, I said it earlier on, but, but when people tell me in a coaching session, I failed at this, I say, stop. Did you learn? Right. And if they say yes. Like, what's the failure? Then we're going to eradicate <laughs> that language. <laughs> right. And you're absolutely right. Stuff, st- some, of the, some of our quote unquote biggest failures actually become amplifiers of our future visions. Just, we can't connect the dots looking forward. Right. Steve, Steve Jobs' 2005 commencement speech, right? We can only connect them looking back. And that's why some of the hardest moments in our lives, some of the, like those soul shattering, like kind of like heart thumping decisions where we, we know we have to do something. We have, we know we have to make a decision It's really hard in the moment. We look back like six months, 18 months, 24 right. months, and we're like, man, that was the best i'm just, you're just proud of yourself that you had the faith and trust to make the decision and that's what we're here for
1: yeah it, it it's i'm gonna probably contact webster's and and ask them to remove failure <laughs> <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> the be Like, <laughs> you would know, be awesome right like hey i strongly disagree with this word <laughs> and here's my my research data to back it up <laughs> but but you're right it, it's it's just an amplifier again it like I, I try to help people by saying like look just again look at it as a signal what information did it give you? Like, well, I know not to do this, and I know not to do that. I'm like, cool. So what would you be doing different for the next thing? Or in yeah. the it, in expansion of your current thing, like, oh, well, I'll move that out over here. And so once you can actually get them out of their, their societal-driven failure mind and into, like, yeah. problem solving, they go, oh. You know, and you're like, yeah, got it. Because like, now now they're, they're moving. They're using movement information yeah. to move. A hundred percent. And then it also, I think, takes a lot of pressure off of like, <laughs> oh, I get it now. Like, this has nothing to do with you know, I suck. This has everything to do with what do I do next? And and what you just said there is is something that I call. Listen, like
0: your circumstances. You can never let your circumstances, good, bad, or indifferent, it doesn't matter, become your identity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it, it's not that like, you know, it's not like you know, this, it's a lot of work. This business failed. It's I failed, and then that that says something about me. Right. So if your identity is that I failed or I suck, doesn't matter what you do next time. It doesn't matter how many tactics you accumulate. It doesn't matter because you're gonna go. You're gonna revert back to that identity. So I always tell people, especially if you're in a dark season of life and things aren't working, your ide- don't mix your identity with your circumstances. Right. Don't mix your identity with your results or your lack of results. On the high end, you'll lose your humility and become an egomaniac. On the low end. You'll never get out of – you'll never use the dark moments as leverage to grow and transform.
1: It's a really great way of putting it is, um, is, yeah, you're attaching your identity to the experiences, and that's not what's going on at all. It's yeah. just – again, it's just an experience. But but it's happened. It, it's happened to me. There's been yeah. different times, like dark times where I'm like – but it wasn't until I, I took a second to step back and be like, what's going on here? Yeah. Just uh, – I think – Most people, the pause, they have to practice the pause just for a second, like just, just for a minute, even if it only just takes 30 freaking seconds, and just be like, what's going on here? Yeah. And I think once we do that, we can start to kind of pivot. Yeah. Right.
0: And that's, that's the practice of perspective. And a lot of times we don't get this, you know, I know for a lot of my clients, um, who haven't done this, the perspective only comes in a few places in a few small pockets in life come in the shower you can come on a business trip when when they have like the perspective of the plane and they're above and that that just right. experience thirty thousand foot view yeah you just you just you start asking some of the questions that don't come up in the day-to-day um but if you're not willing to take a pause you're gonna miss out on really important insights and the reason why a lot of us don't take the pause and i've certainly done this and you know i'm always i'm, I'm constantly like ripping on um like cheap entertainment and fantasy (laughs) football. Right, right. And, you know, listen, there's nothing wrong with this. And people think like, oh, Tommy, you you, you shouldn't be so serious. And you're always ripping on TV. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm ripping on the people who tell me they don't have enough time or they don't have clarity. Right. Who are spending 10 to 15 hours of their week consuming. Not out of judgment, only because I was the person, because they're telling me they don't have the results, because I was the person that when I was most off purpose, disconnected in relationship, not where I wanted to be, going to a job I hated, all of these things, when, when I was at that place, my consumption of that stuff was at an all-time high. Yes. Right? And now that, that the inverse is, is also true. I've never been more on purpose, more connected. I know my vision. All, all of that stuff, my consumption of that is is low. Now, when I consume it, I have fun with it, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not that the thing is right. bad. absolutely. It's that it fills a space that could otherwise be used for clarity, perspective, and to create something
1: new. I think it's important to clarify that what you're talking about is um, – you know and Gary Vee talked a little bit about that cuz he's like, "Well, I have my New York Jets, but like he's like, I'm talking about the people who they're throwing it their problems under the rug yes. and numbing it." Yes. You're not numbing. I'm not numbing. I I I'm a fan of Netflix. I don't watch the way people who are numbing are watching it. Sure. I have, you know, I'll I'll be like, "Oh, Peaky Blinders, that's the new yeah. one I'm going to be watching," and I'll treat myself, you know, on such and such day and or, you know, when I need to kind of like unwind a little bit as a yeah. treat. It's yeah. like because I just crushed it. Um, but you're not that,
0: escaping your life. I'm
1: not escaping. I'm actually enhancing it. I'm 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 like expanding on it because and and it's funny because even when a, uh one of our, our buddies will he pointed out he's like yeah, but you dissect series and like and, and um and movies <laughs> well, yeah. and like you figure out how like so that's a really good approach and strategy. And he's actually right. I'm like, "You know what? I really do do that." And I'm like that's a really good way of like being. I'm gonna to have to perform that now. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, totally, man. But
0: but it's 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 not escapism, you know. I went to a Arizona Cardinals game a couple of years ago. Taylor took me for my birthday. I hadn't been an NFL game in a while. Again, part of this may be judgment. If, if you think it sounds like it, that's totally fine. I don't know the true story, but what I did see, I'm an observer of life, as you probably are too. I saw a lot of men in their 40s, 50s, and beyond, and their level of emotion. Being in the stands was, I mean, it was like a level 12, dude. Right. Right? Yeah. In the stands. Yeah. Not on the field. Right. Not in the game. In the stands. And I just thought, are they showcasing this emotion? Anywhere else. In their lives, in their businesses, in their marriages. It was just a
1: question. Yeah.
0: And like, we know what the answer to that is. Right. And so it's like, again, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But if you're not where you want to be and you've gotten radically honest about that, what is going to change? What's sure. going to change? Right. What's really going to change? Or are we going to keep repeating the same patterns? because You get DMs all the time. I get DMs all the time. This is the year, Matt. This is what I'm doing. Right. Declare, declare, declare. This is what I'm going to do. And you know, I've been talking about this a lot lately, showing versus telling, but there's danger in declaration. Oh, yeah. There's also power in declaration to the right people. Yes. but Your accountability partners. (laughs) Yeah. Brene Brown, she says, take a one-inch by one-inch index card, put in all the people that are going to hold you accountable on there. Yep. Why is it one-inch by one-inch? Because it's a compressed little space. There's only enough space for a few names. Do it to those people. The danger of declaration, especially when you have no track record or haven't done it yet, is – People go on Facebook. I'm going to run a 20 mile race. I'm going to launch a six seven figure business. I'm going to go all in on podcasting. I'm going to be the number one podcast. You look at the comments. This person hasn't done one thing. Mm-hmm. So they don't even have the equipment. They don't have the, what they don't have the first the you know negative first step. Like nothing has been done. What's it? What's what are the comments saying? Matt, you're so disciplined. Matt, you're so committed. Matt, that's amazing. So they're getting acknowledgement. Yes. For a future result that yes. they actually haven't created and the research is very clear about that. Yeah. It actually demotivates them because they feel like they already got the benefit.
1: I read that. It's crazy, dude. I read that the um there's a neurological yeah. connection with saying it is giving them a quick endorphin rush of Boom. doing it. Yeah. So it's actually a false sense of uh, success, if Com- you will yeah. of uh, what, we, what we accomplishment. Uh, accomplishment, yeah. exactly. Um, and therefore, well, now I don't have to do – like subconsciously, they don't even know that, that that's what's know. going on. Subconsciously, well, now I don't have to do it because like I I got the endorphin <laughs> rush. They don't even realize that, that what's happening on a subconscious level. Yeah, And it's funny that you bring that up, the uh, the showing versus telling, because I remember uh, – I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I get it. But like um, every January, you know, when people are like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm crushing it, you know, with the with the goals. <laughs> I actually – and it's funny. I was scrolling the other day. I did a post early January, uh, you know, of 2019 where I said, you know – everybody coming in shouting their goals from the rooftops. I'm like, what about those silent killers that are playing for the fourth quarter? Cause I was talking about me and I actually, and I put it up and I was, and I revisited. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, I was like, cause I remember, I remember thinking to myself, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm first of all playing long game. And second, like, let me do prove by showing, by yeah. doing the, the work and we'll see what's what in fourth quarter. And when are most games won by the way, yeah. if not all yeah. the fourth quarter, fourth quarter baby. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean anyone, anyone can. We see, and in, in, in going back to sports, I mean we see teams go in September, crush it. But what happens in December when the weather, when when your injuries are piling up and the weather is intense and there's a lot of adversity and there there's management and cultural issues? They leave we, me alone. <laughs> <laughs> they leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, totally
1: I go job on that, but but yeah, you know, playing for that fourth, but when when the when it's the hardest yeah. is when you have to show up.
0: And and I, I say that because. You know, I, you know, so like I coached somebody once and, 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 uh, he was like, uh, almost, you know, 40 year old entrepreneur. And his wife was very skeptical about him investing what he did into my program. And after our first few sessions, he's like, this is what I'm telling her. And we're doing, I said, dude, dude, no, 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 no. Wait, you're telling her? Yep. Stop, dude. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, no, 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 no. Dude, show her what we're doing show her on date night, show her how you connect with the kids, show her that this is the year cuz he had he had about uh, plateaued business for a really long time. Show her that this is the year that that's going to change so she she feels more secure. So it's like it's like let's show people if you're reading a book out there in personal development personal development don't blather on to somebody about right, it. Right. Right. Instead just like embody it. Like be the be the material. Go from knowing to doing to being. And then that's how because people ask me, Tommy, how do I get to support people? How do I get support of my girlfriend, spouse, boyfriend, husband? All of these people how,
1: how, don't convince them.
0: Don't convince them. Show
1: them. And I think that people don't realize um, what is it. Um, you know, we we accept behavior or we accept um, apologies in the form of change behavior. Yeah. You don't. Saw that. You don't realize. Well, and we also put money in there as well too. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but um, it's not just about entrepreneurship. It's about like the reason why in that case that the woman was skeptical is because she's going off of even on at, in her mind, yes. subconscious level of, I don't trust yes. m- this partner of mine because the only way trust can happen is coming through action. Yes. So people don't realize that action is actually a lot more responsible for every outcome in your life. Yeah. Every outcome, your relationship, yeah. like You're more of a trusting man or woman when you show the kind of action that your partner goes, there's nothing I have to do. They're they're already on it. They're already doing it. I'm just here to support and um, hold safe space for them while they're on their mission. And they trust and believe in you unconditionally because you're showing up. It's the behavior. And that's the part I think a lot of people, they, they don't get it. Like, no, I'm telling them about this. I'm telling them about that. And I'm discussing. I'm like, yeah, but you're actually expanding on your fear with their fear and then you are both in a loop because basically they're 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 obviously now supporting you know the the assumptions of this won't work and you guys are now in just this loop and i think they just don't get it i'm like show don't tell and i love that you brought that up you know in your in your post yesterday
0: it's been it's been a it's been a recent theme just because of the time of the year just because people are saying so many things right And it's not that declaration is not important declaration and accountability are super important, but to the right people, instead of telling the masses, tell the coach you hired or the mentor or tell someone who's at least going to hold you to the fire that says, Matt, you said you were going to do this. It's three months later. Where are you at with that?
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah.
0: What are you going to do about it this week? Yep. That to me is like a level of friendship and respect. You know, I always say, do you have, do you have real friends or do you have enablers?
1: And going going back to your corporate America
0: thing, um, on these hierarchies, a lot of us—and I say us because I've—I've certainly had this—we surround ourselves with people um, that are comfortable with; they're comfortable in our relationship with them on both sides, to with, and, and our growth within that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But the moment that we start growing, to, it's like in New Zealand, it's called the tall poppy syndrome, where it's like the the society culturally they do this, um, where. New Zealanders and Australians, like people in that, in that place, they cap themselves subconsciously just from cultural generational, you know, messaging to, to not stand out at this level because it's going to threaten, it's going to make other people feel bad about themselves or threaten something or something like that. Um, so in the whole enablers thing, it's like, to me, a real friend, a real friendship says, you know, it's like, it's you coming to me and saying, Hey, Tommy, um, I I declare my goals to you and you say, "You think it's going to take that long. How can I support you? Yeah. No, like really, how can I support you? I, I have this connection or next week you follow up and Hey, where are you with that? How can I help with that? You think it's going to take six months? What would you have to do to make it happen in three months? That's the right tribe, right? The wrong tribe is going to say what? Really? Really? Did you did you see that article about sure, online, online marketing and how ninety percent of businesses fail? Right, I think you should stay at your job. You know, I don't think that's realistic, Matt. I mean, the, the economy—we never we've been during this like ten year boom. It's a bit that people are saying it's like it's going to go down.
1: Those projectors, two different worlds, <laughs> man. But but
0: but the tragedy is how many dreams are either not started or stopped because somebody took advice from somebody else who give up on their dreams
1: now let's expand on that yeah exactly why you shouldn't talk about your shit (laughs) (laughs) because the moment you talk yeah everybody has a reason why it won't work and here's the worst part is the reason they have a reason that it won't work is because now you're actually hearing their own internal projections which they haven't even dealt with yet (laughs) So, yeah, your environment is everything. So, A, if you are going to talk about it, only to accountability partners. And, yeah. B, those accountability partners, like, my, the, the people I keep around me, they're actually the ones that not only will they support, but they also, like, they offer um, perspective. Yeah. Where it's like, even, so, you ever notice, um, and you see, this, you see this with people with, uh, with their personal relationships. Like, sure. the woman goes and tells her friends, the guy goes and tells his friends, and they all just back the, the person that's telling the, the, the story. Sure. I like having people around me that are like, what did you do in the situation? Yeah. How did this happen? Yeah. What were some of your actions? Yeah. What's contributing to this? And why, like, what could you have done better? That's the people I want around me perspective versus, like, oh, you know, that person this and that person that. And it's yeah. like, it's blame. like, blame wait a minute. Like, I don't need more people to help me blame somebody else. I, I need people to make sure that I'm staying accountable yes. for my world that I'm trying to create.
0: Challenge is the highest form of perspective. There you go. If you don't respect someone, you'll you'll That's you'll you'll enable their blaming and their bullshit all day. Right. If you actually respect them and like respect their 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 dream and their vision and their capability within that vision, yeah. you're going to hold them to the fire.
1: Yep. Yeah. So so it goes right back to your if you're going to show or if you're going to tell anybody, yeah. you can really only tell like your true true accountability partners, people that are going to motivate the hell out of you. Everybody else, like it's just going to screw you exactly <laughs> In so you exactly. you know
0: and then let your results do the damn talking man
1: right well okay so let's talk about results yeah. let's talk about peak performance okay beautiful because um, getting into peak performance i i have learned takes some some time some auditing of the processes yeah. um and tweaking which has actually become again bracing the process it's been a lot more fun i'm like oh that worked that didn't work let me like you know, I audit my schedule. I think we talked about this before. I audit my schedule every Sunday. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that actually worked really well. Let me tweak that a little bit around. And then you wake up three, four, five months on the road and you're like, man, I'm like a machine right now. Yeah. Um, how do you recommend people figuring out peak performance for themselves? Cause the, and this has a lot of different areas. Some, yeah. you know, so I'll let you start first. So, so,
0: yeah, no, I love that. And, and, and at a base level, I do like a really simple taking inventory. But like the, yes. the, the simplest version that I do and I just taught about this. I just, I have people, especially like, there's no clarity. They don't know what's working. They don't know what's not working. Just, you did, they do this. Draw a line down the middle of the sheet, a plus on the left, a minus on the right or whatever. Plus or minus, plus all the things that are working for you. Working, like working physically, mentally, yep. emotionally, habits, people, the things that are making you feel good, all of that, boom, what's working? Other side, what's not working? things that are draining your energy, making you feel scarcity, uh, toxic relationships, habits that you just know don't serve you. Um, And even that alone, man, that simple exercise takes about 10, 15 minutes. You look at that and you say, okay, first of all, instead of beating myself up, I can see on paper that I'm doing some things in my life, even if I'm not where I want to be, that are actually working. Yeah, We start with actually saying some things are working Good on you. Yeah. Because how many people start out with, I suck, I can't do this, right. I'm stuck. It's They're hard on anymore. themselves. hundred percent. And if you, if you build from scarcity, you'll always come back to scarcity. So That's number one. And then two, you look at the left-hand side. So what I teach is after you do that, you say, and I start really simple, we're just going to spend more time and energy in the things that are working. Why? Because if you fill a space with more of the plus, yes. you're just not gonna. The, the, it's not that you're gonna like intentionally delete the minus. You just don't have space for that crap, right? What you were talking about your schedule yeah. earlier. If you're doing podcasts from nine to twelve, you don't you don't have time for the you know for for the fantasy football webinar at ten thirty because <laughs> you just. You, you <laughs> I said, like, there's nothing wrong, by the way. There's nothing wrong, everybody.
1: Like we, we have our things too that we love to do too. We're nerds too in our in our, in our different things. Yeah. <laughs> but but you you're clear
0: on your priorities, and when you double down on yes. your priorities, you have you don't have enough space. You have less space for the stuff that doesn't work. Um, the problem is that if you have no idea what, what's working or what your priorities are, well, yes, hey, somebody DMs you for. Hey, I, you know, let's go connect at Starbucks. And then you realize you're in the middle of like some sales pitch for two and a half hours. You know, you, it allows you to say yes to the things that fuel your priorities and say no to the things that take away. Start simple.
1: The greater you understand what's going on with your day. Yeah. The more in control you have of it. Yeah. Period. End of story. And so I remember for a few years, my mentor said, you know, audit your day. I yeah. want you to do for like seven days straight. I want you yeah. to think about what are you doing with your time? You know, and I'm like, Okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know, and, and he was right, by the way, but it took me about a year and a half until I actually did it. Yeah. So what I, I did is I I documented um seven days in a row from the yeah. time I wake up to the time I go to sleep. You know, sometimes I'll catch it up like later in the afternoon or whatever, what it was I was doing. First of all, <laughs> You realize how much time you're wasting, period. Eye-opener. Right. It's, it's very eye-opening. You're like, is that what I was doing during that time? Like, And and yeah. we'll just leave out some of those activities. <laughs> you're just like, like we have more time than we think, and we're wasting more time than we think. So those are the two biggest eye-openers that I found from auditing myself for seven days. Yeah. Then um, I started thinking about, okay, how will I fill my time? Yeah. What is it I'm trying to do? What's the future map? look like and i I talk about this a lot because future matt will help me understand what are the conditions of life that i'm living yes so what are the decisions i'm making presently that are in alignment with the way future matt is living
0: which are going to collapse the vision to right
1: now and there's a reverse engineering Uh so it's like (laughs) literally so so yeah that is the process that's the process so then it's like so what am i doing with my day once you start knowing what you're doing with your day oh that fucking changes everything because like when people start asking you for like free coffees or for you know i want to do this or can i pick your brain that or yeah. let's collaborate on this let's do that i'm like i can't yeah you actually have you. it's not even you no longer even feel like i'm letting them down the reason why people take a lot of coffees the reason why yeah. people take a lot of all these extra things and opportunities all this stuff yeah. is because they're not clear about what they're doing with their day oh, i man. i had to learn that though me too dude but once i learned that i was like oh holy shit that's yeah. what's really going on it's like because I'm just kind of scattered about the day, and like I'm taking in other what other people are, might be doing and how that might apply to me. Versus like, no, I'm very clear on what I'm doing with my time. I can't. I'm sorry. Oh no. And then and they're actually pretty polite about it. So yeah. anybody that's worried about letting people down, most people will actually be like, no, I totally get it. You're like, yeah. And then they actually take you even more serious. Yeah. Because like he's very busy. Well, you
0: know? If, you know, and and let's just face it. If if you if you respond to an email within one minute and you agree to a three hour Starbucks session. <laughs> Can we really say you're living a life tomorrow? I just felt that in my
1: chest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can we really say you're living the life of highest priority? No. Unless they caught you at a unicorn time where everything worked out. It's like, right. I don't think so. Um, so what what you said there in terms of, of auditing and time, because let's face it, what's, what's the number one excuse in 2019 and 2020? I don't have enough time. Right. I'm so overwhelmed. You do. I'm so busy. <laughs> yeah. You got 86,400 seconds. You got 168 hours in a week. You have enough time, even if you have a full time job, even if you have a family and kids. We have enough time. The question is, how are we using that time? Uh, people think that that money is the best, is, is the most important. When resource. I have more money, Dude, when m- money, right? t- time, energy, and attention. Yep. Is 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 what we're here for. Yep. And um, going back to what you said earlier on on clarity, on your vision and your priorities. I just I just call this the vegan principle. I'm not vegan, by the way, but a vegan knows what they stand for. They walk into a restaurant. They look at the menu. They're not going back and forth about the no. It's true. The it's chicken good... and the steak and the tacos. Eighty percent of the menu's off limits, right? Unless you're like in California, right? <laughs> so decision making becomes easy. Mm-hmm. In other words, the vegan pr- principle says: when you know what you stand for, when you know what your north star vision and your philosophy and your values and how you want to embody, which was your future, Matt, then making decisions becomes really easy. Yeah. And and you don't live in a land of maybes. We'll see. Oh right. my God, if I say yes, if I say no to the Starbucks, well, what's going to happen? Maybe I'll miss a huge opportunity. Maybe they have a contact at the NBC at the Today Show and I'm going to miss my, my meeting with God knows who. And it's like, no, 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 no.
1: FOMO goes away. You
0: don't live in that delusion right. that you're going to be discovered at Starbucks and you know, be the next viral hit. You actually start to embody the vision that you want to create. And, and then, like you said, people start to respect you. And we all respect those people that um, are consistent with who they are how they show up and how they attack their goals and their dreams. Everybody wants to be around somebody who's inspired and thriving. Yeah, we, we're we're naturally attracted to that because we all have that inside. And so when you when when somebody sees that, even if you tell them no, they're like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching Matt because I know that he's he's making moves and there'll be another opportunity for me."
1: I think it's really important what you just said. I actually got chills. So you, oh, I would say chills come from the truth. I Love that. Uh, I think it's very important what you just said because. We have to be. We have to embody what we believe. We, yeah. I can't inspire others unless I'm constantly doing it myself. Yeah. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know. Um. And so I think it's way, way, way too important to you know constantly like what is true leadership? Yeah. It's embodying like I'm doing these changes. I'm an, and then you're learning. It's not that I'm saying no to you. It's that I'm trying to embody where I'm heading to influence you to do the same. Mm. Therefore, when you do approach, me like, Matt, your time is busy. Here's what I'd like to talk to you about, this, this, and this. Um, I can either, you know, do if it's okay, a 15-minute call or, you know, or not. I can always wait, you know, et cetera. Or I can, you know, some have been like, I'll pay you for your time because I know you're a consultant as well, blah, blah, blah. Um and they're serious, like they're just in alignment. Okay. They're serious. Two different worlds, right?
0: Yeah. You got the person that just asked for coffee and to pick your brain, and then you had somebody show you how serious they are.
1: Yes, and don't you love helping those people who are serious? You're like we will. Let's go talk out, right okay, now. Wait, yeah, yeah. Saying.
0: So I had a guy listen to the podcast. You know, just like you, I get notes all the time. Great podcast, awesome, life shifting. They all mean the world to me, right? But again priorities um and a lot we'll talk about flow a lot about flow is is protecting your prime space yes to create focused work in a thriving environment that unlocks unparalleled unparalleled levels of performance we'll talk about that in a minute but with that said that means intentionality is like 100 times more important and but i had somebody who sent me an email and he said listen i've been listening to the last 10 episodes of the academy podcast he had bullet points of all the decisions and actions he'd made First email. It caught my interest. It wasn't enough for me to be like, let me, let me, let's, let's do this. But it was like, thank you so much. This is one of my favorite emails I've gotten in a while. Three months later, same thing. Here are all the results that I've gotten since that original email. Okay. Mm. Two months after that, another one. So now this guy was on my radar. Right. But he lived in Germany. He was, he had been listening to the podcast. He was a, like a athletic trainer for one of the big soccer teams there. He came over. He happened to be in Scottsdale. We hung out. He mm-hmm. came to my co-working office. We had a mini mastermind. Um, we ended up going on a hike together. We had lunch, and we had a connection. So, those are two different worlds, right? He didn't just say, "Hey, I'm going to be in Scottsdale, uh, you know, in, in 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 two months. Let's hang out for thirty minutes." No, no, no. He went above and beyond. He showed me that he was serious. You and I, and all these other mentors and great people. They want to help people who are serious. Right. But you and I don't want to spend an hour of our time with someone who's not going to use the information. Because you know the
1: value of time.
0: A hundred percent. Who's just going to, who's going to, who's going to have fun at the, at the, at the meeting and then six months later or two years later, we're going to be in the same place. Right. But we, you can know the serious, the serious people. And that's, that's a big message for anybody out there who wants to continue to connect with people. They will give you their time, their most valuable asset if
1: you you show up powerfully as well. So true. You know, and the, and the interesting thing too is that like, I we want to help people 100%. who want to help themselves. There's also yeah. that expression like God helps those that help themselves. Like, because yeah. they're, just, they're just on it. Like, and that's also, think about that in reverse. It's also invigorating to us because yeah. that charges us. You're like, that's really like, that's cool what you just did right there. Like, yeah, and then I figured out this, this and that. Now, now there's an almost an exchange of value that's actually happening in that time. You're like, I hadn't actually thought about that. Thank you. They're like, yeah, you know, I really appreciate what you did, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, if you ever need help with this, you're like, it it just, it becomes a different relationship versus some, what people don't understand when they're saying like, I want to pick your brain for coffee or things like that is it's like, it's not that I don't want to help you. Yeah. I do want to help you. It's that you don't even respect yourself enough to show up. And you clearly don't understand like what time means to me. You see all the stuff that I'm doing. So have you asked yourself, how are you showing up in the process as well too? Because I know what time means to me. So I definitely know what time means to people who are even more advanced than I am. (laughs) So now when I'm like, Hey, listen, I know time is valuable to you. Here's what I need. Here's exactly what I want to talk about. And by the way, here's how I can also hopefully help you in, in the process. Um, if you don't have any time, uh, I'm willing to, you know, wait until you do. Yeah. And in the meantime, here's where I'm at and here's what I'm doing. You 100%. know what I mean? And that's it. Because, yeah. like, I want to make sure to be very respectful of their time. Yeah. Because I know the value of it. People who don't know the value of it have no problem taking it from others.
0: A hundred percent. And going back to taking inventory, if you're someone, at, and uh, this is like all of us, let's face it. We all tell ourselves that we don't have enough time. Um, start deleting some stuff out of your life. I mean, you talked about this on the show. But start creating some space. So you can start eradicating the story that you don't have enough time because I don't have enough time. What is it? It's a scarcity, it's right. a scarcity driven word. There's never enough. And let's think about the last time we were rushing to go somewhere that we were late for a meeting and we were rushing and there was no parking and we kept hitting red lights and we had to make, make a stop at CVS. At that stop in CVS, were we open to connect with the cashier? If we had met somebody, if, if our mentor had passed by, would we have been in an open creative state? Like, no, of course not. So, like, that time scarcity just constricts us and becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: Yeah. So, true. people don't actually realize everybody, everybody their own self-fulfilling prophecy. That's true. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Which is the whole, you know, that cracks me up because I'm just like, you know, in, and I, you know, I love, believe me, I'm all for manifestation. I, it is very, very real because it's yeah. where we're putting our energy. Yeah. Law of attraction, it's very, very real because it's where we're putting our energy. Yeah. Notice, though, you have to do some form of work consciously or subconsciously to get a reaction back yeah. and so i always find it interesting when people realize like why does this keep happening to me like have we let's let's dissect that yeah <laughs> <laughs> why does that keep happening so true you know i want my lamborghini and I was like uh, okay first of all let's let's just remove that right <laughs> like what do you really want and freedom yes. like, as you mentioned earlier on right is are you finding that from a lot of people that i i have found that it's not people say like i want the money i want this i want that i'm like fine what is it about that that you want and it's not until they start getting to the emotions freedom happiness all these things I'm like you realize those are free yeah so why are you not bringing those forward and the only way we can bring them forward is by understanding our peak performance if you will like what are we doing with our day
0: yeah what are you what are you doing let's just take freedom because I think that's something we all want to experience what are you specifically doing? And, and think about this: like if I'm asking somebody listening, or just asking you, or asking myself, it's like, what is what is one thing that you, one thing that you did in the last twenty four hours to right. cultivate freedom? Maybe it was physical freedom, mental right. freedom, emotional freedom, whatever. I experienced freedom on the mountain at Pinnacle Peak this morning. I just got a new car. Speaking about um like external stuff, right? Driving the car off the lot was awesome. Right, and I was like totally synchronized. I had no plans on doing that. Part of the producer in me is somebody who can make what seems like big decisions and have it be like, like, hey, I just you know got a massage or right, you know, did like that's that's my future embodiment, and that's something that I'm doing. So I kind of practiced this with with this getting this vehicle. And it was awesome, right? What I was telling my group was, hey, um, you know, that feeling of of driving something new off the lot that I had a desire for. Hey, I experienced that yesterday during a coaching call oh and, and i experienced that the day before during a mountain hike oh and i actually had experience right. that in a conversation the exactly other day. so the feelings are the same right but what happens with people is that they don't allow themselves to create those feelings until the external thing shows up and like we said earlier the external thing will not show up most of the time um if you don't create those feelings and if it does show up As soon as it wears off, you're going to be left with yourself. Yeah. So my thing with peak performance is like, okay, how can we create these states every single day and put ourselves in the best possible environments with the right environmental triggers and people and, and, and boundaries and all of this stuff that's going to amplify these feelings on a daily basis. And we're talking about time. When Mm -hmm. you're in flow, time disappears. It's true. We know that we're no longer bound by time, but what else disappears the ego starts to dissolve. It does. The inner critic shuts the fuck up in flow. Yeah. It's no longer thinking how does my voice sound on this interview? No. Yeah. It's just here present holding the space in a conversation.
1: You're constantly in movement and the things that we it's funny cuz uh the things that we used to want. Yeah. No like no, when there's the attachments are gone too. Yeah. So it's like and then all all of a sudden you start having them in your world and you're like yeah that's a nice car. Yeah, yeah. like that's a nice and it's you definitely don't disrespect it you no. respect it but it's just funny because you removed inadvertently the resistance yeah because you got yourself more into a state of flow versus like chase 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 gotta have this gotta have this fulfilled to fulfill to fulfill it's like no 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 no, no. like get present yes. enjoy exactly where you're at and all the feelings and emotions that you want which are free if you go in you allow yourself to have them now suddenly you remove all the things you've been chasing and suddenly all the things you've been chasing start showing up. Imagine that. You just removed the resistance.
0: <laughs> it's, it's like, like when, you're, when you're looking for your car keys. I don't know this happens to me a lot. When you're looking for your car keys or your wallet and you're frantically searching everywhere and you're in a, in a scarcity state, right? You're like, oh my God, where the hell are they? Where the hell are they? And you're so focused on the wrong things that what, you're holding them on along. But yeah, the right. Moment, the moment that you stopped searching for it frantically so this is this is where the hustle separates right because hustle is about is about sniper focus and intensity right right Right. but in the car key example or in the wallet example you get to a place where you're you are so focused on trying to find the keys that you become blind it's so true you can't see shit dude right and the moment that you that you give up or surrender and say screw this i guess i'm not going to that movie anymore." find them (laughs) <laughs> oh. oh yeah they were in my pocket the whole time right. and that's when you smile at how our awareness shifts our entire reality um, and I, I like to use that example because it bridges the world of hustle and spirituality you know Stephen Kotler says the path to peak performance is a spiritual one
1: it sure is and,
0: and to me balance is not in the middle the middle is actually a horrible place to be balance is found at the extremes what do I mean by this To me, balance is found at the extremes of intense hustle, discipline, focus, boundaries, uh, achievement, intensity. And then on the complete other spectrum of detachment, space, Mm -hmm. letting go, actually dissolving the vision, not even having it anymore, just letting it go. Stop thinking about it like those two worlds. That to me is elite performance, elite fulfillment. Where do most people live and where where have I lived in the past my clients? In that middle place. Right. They don't do the front end Focus and intensity, so they tell themselves they don't have enough time, right? And they don't see the results that they otherwise would be capable of, and then because of that, they can't experience the true letting go and the true presence. So the middle is this hazy, complicated, scarcity, stressful place where there's not a lot of fulfillment, there's not a lot of excitement, and there's not a lot of performance.
1: Boom! Oh, so perfect because I just ran out on the live. Oh no! <laughs> it's like <laughs> literally on the one second that was That's awesome. That was so well put. No, but it's it. It it's interesting what you're saying though too is because yeah it's it's easy to get uh stuck living in the middle yeah you know what i mean that's very very easy i think um but we have a responsibility to not yeah and it's interesting once we remove that um those uh those attachments yeah. and that resistance and um we also find our honesty yeah so it's funny how, because that honesty shows up with partnership that honestly shows up in like business like you you start to you start to communicate differently yeah and that also leads to more flow as well too because it's like yeah no that actually that makes sense like there's there's less wavering yeah there's more honesty there's more integrity there's more you know follow through yeah so it again you know obviously comes back to self but that's oh go ahead you make
0: no you make such a good point
1: part of flow is risk yes
0: part of flow is challenge. And what you just said about honesty and vulnerability—that's risky, right? Right. The reason why people aren't vulnerable not or honest, to us, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is because of the risk, right? Um. So, to get into a fl- to access a flow state, you have to be putting yourself on the line in some shape or form. Yeah. For example, if you're a writer or a content creator, and you always do the same exact thing, you're not going to experience peak performance flow states because you're just paving the same highway that you've paid for the last three years. But if you're challenging yourself and there's a sweet spot, you know, researchers say it's about four to 6%. If you're going four to 6% away from your comfort zone, meaning, and that could be anything that could be in a conversation that could be in a video that you did, that could be in, in your sales and marketing or whatever it is where you're kind of at that edge where it's like, this is, this is harder. I have to be really focused here because this is harder than usual. Mm -hmm. That risk factor that creates flow like states.
1: Yep. Um, and the more you practice yeah. that risk, yeah, the easier yes. it goes from thing to thing, flow to flow to flow. And it just it's just stay in flow. The accessing is is
0: it much easier. Yeah. The barrier to entry yes. is is a lot, a lot easier. So I'll talk to people that are like, I haven't experienced a flow state in, in like six months. And to me, it's like, okay, what if what if we could what if, we, what if our improvement was to experience a flow state once every two weeks?
1: Yeah. Right? Where's the nudge? Let's nudge you a little bit. So exactly. Can, yeah, just, just, just a little bit. Just yeah. to
0: feel that, uh, that, that aliveness. Yeah. Because the powerful thing about flow, one of the myths of productivity is that the more you do, the more you have to do. Right. Right. It's like it's a to-do list conundrum. Yes. If I have 10 things on my to-do list and I crush them all, well, there's going to be 10 more things that are just going to come underneath, mm-hmm. and those are going to become my new to-do list. The flow doesn't operate like that, and tactical hustle doesn't operate like that. Um, In flow and tactical hustle, you you do less. Yes. You do less, but you put more of your energy into it, meaning, meaning, meaning. Let's just say you're an entrepreneur and you have this core set of tasks and things that you're doing. Six months ago, let's just say on a given day that used to take you eight hours, like a typical workday. Through accessing higher performance and flow and eradicating some of the stuff that we talked about earlier with time and, and narratives, your skill becomes so you can do that in six hours mm-hmm. or four or what if you could do eight hours worth of work in 45 minutes
1: yep it's been a game changer for me in the last year and a half by injecting flow state into my tactical business activities yeah that so much that I have free time I still use it wisely yeah but it was interesting when i'm like that's taken care of <laughs> or
0: you get no you get nowhere to be you have complete uh, you, i have something called flex fridays
1: yes dude
0: i mean this this is obviously stuff like this but you there's usually nothing on the calendar
1: yeah yep
0: nothing and I, you know I was, I was sharing my calendar with the group the other day and it was slammed it yeah. was kind of like a, a fuzzy I one. i do the same thing it was a fuzzy one yeah. they, they couldn't see the details and i was like what do you see here and it was a trick and some of them were like wow it's like." sense man that's overwhelming! like oh my god there's so much like there's like nine different color-coded things and then i zoomed in and we saw the hd picture that's dude awesome. morning routine was like a two-hour block then there was like a writing block then there was a white space block then there was another
1: look at that yeah <laughs> there's the colors yeah
0: and, and, and it's <laughs> like oh i know why you hate your calendar because your calendar represents someone else's vision coming to life. Bingo. I love my damn calendar. I
1: love my calendar. Yeah.
0: You know why? Because it's telling it's telling us a story. Our vision and our yeah. dreams are coming to life. Yeah. We look at the calendar. What do we see? We see progress. We see commitment. Yeah. We see growth.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's so interesting. And I, so I show um, some of the, the personal clients that I have because everything is about injecting flow state um, into their processes yeah. to reduce anxiety, which actually increases their productivity and profitability. Huge. And they're just like. Oh my god! I'm like, you feel lighter already, don't yeah. you? And it's actually interesting watching how quickly they're getting more results. Yeah, because you're reducing the overwhelm. Yeah. and so we—I was literally with a client yesterday, going over the uh, the the um the the calendar, and she was like, "This is great!" Like, and you, what you see on the calendar is more like wake up, movement, gratitude, and meditation, jumpstart, spirituality. I, there's Love nothing that. really until like eight thirty. I know, I know. And they're like, and she's like, "Well, that's that's some morning." I'm like, "Yeah," and see, I can now. I also don't guilt myself if. Yeah. I, you know, got to sleep a little bit later the, the night before, ten o'clock instead of nine, and I ended up waking up at five thirty sure. or six. Fine, learn to not guilt yourself, but I still got that time frame within that five to eight thirty of get right back now into the things that I can fulfill yeah. that time with, and I know what I'm doing with my time during that time. Yes, you know, so it's also important not to to guilt ourselves if we're like not perfect because we have to account for not being perfect. There's 100%. no perfection. But I look at my calendar and I see I know exactly what I'm doing for me I know what I'm doing for clients and you know that I'm consulting with and, and programs and I know what I'm doing with you know rest I, I because of you I, I actually instituted the uh, rest like a uh, part of the Pareto principle in there I love that so I'll do but I do 50 minutes then rest fifty sure. then rest but I got and, and it's funny because my, my client asked about that yesterday she goes you got rest in there at, at several junctures. I'm like, yeah. Actually, I learned that from Tom. You should take this out from, <laughs> nice. Pareto, from Pareto That's and, awesome. uh, and she's like, I gotta, I gotta put that in there. She's. I was like, yeah, you do. I'm like, I was like, look, I, I'll just, I make a phone call to like a parent, or you know, say hi to somebody, or I'll go for a walk with the dog and breathe fresh air. I'm like, yeah. I'm living according to this calendar, and to your point, I know where I'm heading. Yeah.
0: And, and that, and that means that you want to check in with that every day.
1: Oh yeah, every Sunday I do the audit. Yeah, <laughs> I literally put it on my calendar at 11 a.m. Audit last week's schedule. <laughs> the, I love that, and and, and, and a Sunday practice uh,
0: is non-negotiable. Yep. Um, yes. You know, I uh, the average American, you know, office worker, let's say, is productive one point nine to two point one hours a day. Isn't
1: that crazy? It's it's come down. I remember when it was two point five. I know. Yeah. Wow. Of good. an eight-hour day, people.
0: Exactly. So just just
1: think about that. Sheesh.
0: And now, now let's go to entrepreneurship. In entrepreneurship, you don't have a boss that's checking up on you. You don't have an office that you're driving to typically with other coworkers who are bought in who are holding you accountable. You don't have people peering over your computer asking you what you're doing. You don't have performance reviews. You don't have all the nuances of corporate bureaucracy. So I don't know the numbers because I think it's hard to kind of, you know, uh, quantify that or they haven't done the research.
1: It's ten. It's yeah. ten productive, productive hours in one day. <laughs> I will say it because, damn it, that's what we're doing. Totally. <laughs> you can quote me on it. Yeah, but it's 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 like
0: a lot of times when you go from employed to entrepreneur, you 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 still keep those same models. Yeah, you know, no, I, no, yeah I, I you're right. This. If I'm not working, I did at, too. In the past, if I'm not working an eight-hour day, I I would be like, man, like I, I do feel a little guilty now because of performance and flow and the ability to do a lot of work in a compressed time frame you know my days my day if i want it to be can be much shorter yeah i, I can compress yes. it i can play with it i can shift it i can expand it if i want to i can have open time which can become more more work time or can become disconnect time and that is the exciting part and i want to share that just because productivity is not about just doing more it's
1: not it's at not all it's not about 16 hour days
0: right. it's not about adding more to your list it's it's to unlock next levels of performance is going to require you to do less why do so many people you know as they grow and expand you know they their objectives go from 30 to 20 to 10 hey i do these two things yep and that's it yeah and I'm I'm the best in this organization or in this niche or in this marketplace at, the, at these two things, and I don't do anything else. One of my mentors, yep. Dr. John DiMartini, he hasn't driven a car in 25 years because mm. twenty because he, he says driving a car is out of his zone of genius. His three things are to write, travel, no, to, to write, research, travel, and speak, or whatever it is. And he only does those things. Yeah, literally. So he yeah. won't touch a meal. He won't he won't do any domestic stuff. Uh, he won't book flights for himself he won't
1: he, he won't. optimized for his strength that and then he got those complimentary things to support him that yeah. you know so he doesn't have to do them exactly you know yeah you know it's <laughs> i had like several different thoughts when you were going on a tear that it was just uh i'm a rambler dude no, you get no, me fired up no no <laughs> but you're not actually it's very clear and concise what we're, what we're saying which is which is beautiful but um no i was just i was thinking about you know that that intention of um just knowing exactly what we're doing with our day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's, just, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly. It was, there was something very specific that you, you just said a minute ago. Um, uh, outside of the whole zone of genius, but you're absolutely sure. right. If you're in that zone of genius, what do you have to do to stay there and not, yeah. you know, and not do um, those other things, but find the complementary means to actually you know, be sure to do them?
0: Yeah, and uh, a lot of people will say, time, I don't have the funds for delegation. Right. And I'll always say, you're not getting creative enough. Yeah, like, let's talk automation.
1: Yep, you it, know how I feel about it, that. If,
0: but even in life, like, if you, okay, so just for example, I'm wearing these pants right now. I got eight pairs of these pants. Yes. Why?
1: So you can put the same ones on every single day. Exactly. It's what Steve Jobs used to do. Yeah. T-shirt and jeans, or or in Zuckerberg too. Automation. About, small right? things. Right.
0: Why do we? I, I invest. I invest in, in things like meal prep and yep. and all just of Just ordered mine last night. Yeah. Why? Because our minds, they, they can't tell the difference. You know, decision fatigue is a real thing and they can't tell the difference between the decision of you quitting your job and you having chicken or pasta at lunch. So why don't we minimize the decisions that you're making on a daily basis that don't matter? Unless you're a fashion Instagram model. I mean, for me, the pants that I wear really low on my priority. Yep. But if I have to decide between what pants I'm going to wear and that's going to, when I get to business and now my decision fatigue when, you know I was like at an 80 decision willpower now I'm like at a 60 cuz I made all these bullshit decisions now I'm probably going to start making decisions that are either the wrong ones maybe rooted in scarcity maybe I'll be in indecision in and so you don't have to be you don't have to be making a certain amount but there are there are things in your life and business that you can automate and that you can you can just clear those decisions off your off your head so you have more for the important stuff
1: that's true and if you just take the time to figure it out you and be creative, like you said, you'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, um, I remember what I was going to say about the, the entrepreneur, the hours and that when you transition from whether it's corporate to entrepreneur and like, or even just figuring out like they, as they say, you know, entrepreneurship is the fastest road to self-improvement and personal development because you have to really get real with yourself. Yeah. There will be times where you, and we've talked about this before, where you, you will put in some substantial hours that are highly productive, eight to 10, 12 hours in a day will crush a corporate worker potentially who's doing the 1.9 hours (laughs) <laughs> you, you'll do in four days what they do in a week yeah. or a month or whatever it might be. 100%. Right. So, um, so that's always interesting to me, but then the goal from there is then to figure out how cool I've, I've dove into the details to figure out all the different areas, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. And I've done the work yeah. now. It's my responsibility to not burn out and to learn how to automate and do like what you're talking about then from the decisions to our personal decisions of what I'm wearing and eating and and who I'm around all the way to um, what is work, like what am I using in my business that's working for me so I can be more productive with my day. Um, And then it brings you into the flexibility of like, oh, now I can, like I can, I can move this over here. I can move that over here because you've instituted processes, operational processes that allow you to function at a high level and peak performance, without sacrificing health and yeah. mental and decisions and everything else that comes with it.
0: Okay, so you just you just basically summarized that processes and systems and structure create freedom.
1: Yes. Yes, they do well, and it was it's, <laughs> so. when we we're we were just about out of time. Actually, we we're almost at an hour and twenty minutes. I love this. No way, was, you're about to dethrone the, the We're gonna go over uh, an hour twenty three, just so you can dethrone I thought, the, I the longest. I was, we we're like fifteen minutes in. So, yeah, so um, that's flow, dude. That's that, flow. That's flow. I,
0: I, exp- I I do podcasts, yeah. like You and I experience flow in podcast, yeah. And that's how uh, uh you know eighty minutes,
1: and you can't turn it off. Feels like five minutes, and you don't want to turn it off. No. So, um, just like you know, Dr. Dre went what was he, like went forty some hours or something, yeah. like, like fifty two <laughs> hours straight because he was in flow state. Um, and now I'm trying to remember what I was just about to about to mention. Um, uh, what were we What were we just talking about here? I was like, I don't even care. That and me. see, when
0: you're in flow, when you're in, you conversational- don't break the flow. <laughs> no, no, yeah, <laughs> don't break the. But flow. also, you don't. You're so present, right? That it's like, what was I just talking about? Because your mind, right now, our minds are like sponges, yeah. and they're connecting so many dots at once. That's presence. Yeah. The only way that we remember what we just said, if we're like, hold on, let me take a step away from right here and let me remember
1: what we just said. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I, I I truly appreciate that. But, uh, but I, I have, I know we were talking about like our decision making and like, and, and, and all that, that, that just like leads into that. And so I I think it's, it's just imperative that people understand that processes are what really lead to, uh, I didn't embrace processes. That's where I was going to go with it. I didn't really embrace processes as much and systems until about a year and a half, almost two years ago. Yeah. And I remember in the past and I, and I do this, you know, every year, which is what's your word for the next year, Ooh, et cetera. Um, because if we, if we say, Oh, here's all of our goals, it, it's time to like outcomes that we just don't know, unless we're out there already, you know, doing certain yeah. things. We, we can have goals just yeah. that we have to be careful of attachments. So I like a word because it aligns us to what am I doing that's in alignment with that word. So every decision I make is in alignment with that word. It's like a compass, right? Yeah, it's exactly it. And yeah. so it's funny in the past years and you do like uh, expansion and abundance and yeah. you know, freedom. And I chose systems for, specifically for 2019. And a lot of people were like questioning like systems like how unsexy. I'm like, you want abundance. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, how are you going to get there? <laughs> you want money. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, how are you going to get there? You want freedom. Yeah, how are you going to get there? Yeah. And I was like, you guys, I was like, let me tell you what I tapped into. Until we start putting processes and systems into place in our life, yeah. I'm not saying remove yourself from activity, I'm saying help enhance what you're trying to do yeah. and become more organized in that process. Yeah. You will then start to experience abundance, freedom, time. Yes. All the things that you're looking for. Yes. So embrace the systems. And then it was funny because people I was mentoring and teaching at the time too, they're like, oh shit. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah. where I'm saying like at the core of anything we want to achieve, we have to instill processes and systems to allow us to even get there. Yes. And then we can tweak from that point on and expand it however we want and bring on more people and all kinds of things. But first we've got to get our internal systems and our external systems working together to, to expand us.
0: And, and it's like, it's like, you know, I, I call like these two different communities. You got the hustlers and you got the seekers. And, you know, it's like, you know, what you just said, there are bridges, those two worlds. Beautifully. Yes. Yes. Um, because at the end of the day, we all want growth. We all want abundance and all these things. And we have the hustlers who have one methodology. It's like intensity, 16 hour days. I'm going to grind, 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 beautiful. And then we have the the seekers. I'm going to be in this blissful state an abundance <laughs> manifestation. I'm I thought
1: this was the only, I was the only person that thought the this. chakras, right? Yeah. They're
0: both, they both need each other is what yes, I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. They both need each other. And it's like, I'm so sick of like these compartmentalized worlds where it's like you're only going to listen to one side, only going to listen to the other. No, no, no. You need, you need both. Yes. And they both feed each other. A, a, yes. The spiritual path without structure. Let's talk just real quick. This is not the westernized Lululemon spiritual path I'm talking about, but the tr- the real spiritual path. You don't think those people have structures and discipline? Yes. You go to you go to an ashram in the Himalayas. Right. You're waking up at 4:30 in the morning, you're scrubbing and you're going to be in meditation. Like that's not like some fun like Right. Like I'm just on cloud nirvana experience, right. right? And then and then the hustlers they need that space. Yes. To unlock that next level of performance. I'm so and glad so you bring this we up. We both need one another.
1: I you know, I I <laughs> listen everybody listening including people from our own circles we love all of you all right and some of you know who you are i I love all of you me too but there's a reason uh, the reason i say on my my instagram profile i love business i love spirituality is for the exact reason of what tommy is just saying because i i i'm one of those that are actually watching both sides and i'm like
0: i'm
1: like you got (laughs) like like where i'm seeing the the spiritual people all the time i'm like Another event? Another one? And li- listen, listen. It's needed. It yeah. is needed. They're right. They're right. Yes. But but you now need to put that into action, yeah. into the betterment of you in your day, to your vision, to your yeah. family, if you have one, to the people who are counting on you. Like, you can't just keep going into the the spiritual realm to to be on a cloud nine. You want to learn how to bring that into the world you're trying to create and execute on a vision for your life and the people who are also depending on you. And then right away. Yeah. And then the other grind people, I'm like, you guys are about to become very sick and unhealthy here any minute now. I was like, Just stop for a yep. minute. In fact, you should go learn from those spiritual people. Like, I know. Go to an event right now and like. They both gotta go. switch places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I want to just marry them because in the middle is where you people like you and I are playing, where I'm like, no, yeah. like I have my time and dedication. I'll do a workshop maybe once a quarter, um, you know, uh, and uh, luckily because I have access to that, or, yeah. or like, you know, some of my reads and things like that. Again, because I designed my morning to be five to nine, and it's all Matt. Yeah. So there's spirituality, meditation, movement, exercise, like happiness, gratitude, like drinking coffee, whatever it might be we We have to play both I firmly believe there needs to be an emergence yeah. uh emerging of business and spirituality yep. to be a a truly balanced you know business warrior in this yeah. world right
0: and that's those two bring the fulfillment and performance yes because everything we've talked about there just got go. encapsulated that because it brings exactly. all of that together right because hey spiritual people, I love you right. We live in a three d reality right. And like, I get, you can like transcend your bank account and you can be in like, in cloud nine, Right. but my definition of success, and, and, and if yours is different then, then live with that, but mine is, Hey, I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this spiritual experience, but I'm also in this 3d reality. Right. And my, my attention to the world of hustle and seeking and all of that stuff, they're manifested internally. And guess what? They're also manifested externally. Yes. So I want to look around my experience and see value. Yes. My external value reflect my internal
1: value. That's, that's exactly it. So it's, yeah. it's a shit when I like, and I, and I went on a little tarot when I, I, I was, uh, I see people like, Oh, I'm going to teach you manifestation course and stuff like that. And it's like, what are we teaching about manifestation? Like yeah. I, I'm cool with that by the Me way, too. But I like, love it but, but there better be a component there about work. Yeah. Because if we're just talking about only about mood boards and about, you know, um, what's the vision we want for our life. We also have to talk about how do we get there? Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and what are those things like as well, too? Um, because otherwise, you know, one person on cloud nine is teaching other people how to be on cloud nine. is teaching other people to on cloud nine. You kind of have a pyramid scheme where the people <laughs> at the top are the ones kind of making the money. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, oh, I went to this person and now, like, now I'm escaping. Like, Sounds escaping too much them. like Scientology.
0: Dude, right. But 100%, 100%. And, and the entrepreneurship course right. that tells you how to do every step, guess, guess what they should sprinkle in there?
1: mindfulness meditation spirituality you exactly. know exactly yeah because if
0: we go back to eighty-eight, twelve, there's a lot of a lot of people take these courses a to z launch to zero and you know the hardest part about launching a business i'm sorry yes. it's not the actual in the trenches stuff right it's the courage to say oh shit my co cowork- what are my coworkers gonna say what is my family right. gonna
1: think i come from a yes. small
0: town in idaho they don't believe they don't even know what online marketing yes. is will i still click send
1: right Yes. That's the emotional part. I'm, you know, I'm glad that you bring that up. But spiritually, I love you because I am one. And then Dude, I'm, so, I'm like, so, so
0: grounded in that. And I love it. Right. I, I, I could, We're only sharing this because we've lived in both worlds. I'm living in it daily. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? I'm doing But we've it, also yeah. lived too much in one of the
1: worlds. At different times, absolutely. It became absolutely. a detriment yeah. to our We experience. only know from experience. We yeah. only know because we, are, we were them. We fucked that, it up, basically. Yeah, we fucked it up. We <laughs> fucked it up. So now we're trying to help you all. But I like what you said about on the hustling side, too. It's like, listen, um, there's going to be like, you'll see these courses, you'll see these coaches, you'll see these programs. It's like, let's not only focus on the hustle, the grind and the money yeah. because those also, one, you'll work yourself to, the, to, 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 on, to a very unhealthy place. And two, the money won't actually solve what you're try- What the people over on the spiritual side are actually already realizing like, oh, wow, like being yeah. in tune in the internal peace and happiness that I need. Again, you blend those two together and you've got this like badassery of a, of a human being coming, coming together as yeah. like, you know, a whole, a whole person. So
0: that, that, that is my mission. Like obviously to lead by example and integrity and then have yes. other, other people do this. Cause there's so much confusion about it. Yes, and it's, is. it's almost like a high school prom where, where the hustler's on one side and the, the spiritual on the other side. It's like, and they're just kind of facing each other, we all need talking, each other. talking shit about each other. And it's right. like, who's going to be the first person to break the ice right. and start dancing with us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, like, we're, we're in the middle go. like Guys, guys, <laughs> listen,
1: we all need each other. Let's yeah. just work together. Like, listen, at noon, we're all going to do a meditative <laughs> circle, and at, uh, there'll be one at 7, at noon, and at 7 again. <laughs> and then the rest of the day, we're all going to teach each other how to, you know, execute on our vision. That's right? it. There you go. That's, that'll be the new, <laughs> the new work environment that we'll create. I love, that. I love it. love where, it. Where can people find you online? Yeah, man. Obviously, if you would listen
0: here, go check out episode. I believe it was 150 uh, with uh, the man himself, uh, but Resist Average Academy podcast or resistaverageacademy.com.
1: And then on Instagram at
0: Tommy underscore resist average. Perfect. Always, always, always spending some good time on there with my man right here.
1: Yeah, man. He's, he's on it too, by the way, he believes in, and he'll reply to you guys. I expect you guys to go, you know, um, ask him questions, follow him, see what he's up to. I'm replying.
0: I'm cause I took a season off cause I was just, you,
1: know, you have to sometimes too. Yeah, creatively
0: yeah. after the last book, but um you'll probably get a video reply. Ah, there you yeah. go. There I you like, go. There you doing go. All, See? Been doing yeah, a lot of those. yeah.
1: I love doing the audio replies too. Like yeah. people are like, "Oh man, did you just do an audio?" Like, I know. Yeah, yeah, well, actually I'm also driving so it's probably better if I do yeah. the, you know, I'm, I don't want to <laughs> text and I won't, you know. Totally. But yeah, um but yeah, so it's uh he's on it. Be sure to check out everything he's up to. Uh appreciate this man. And you know, as I've said this before, uh, it's a journey driven podcast, so yeah. we I look forward to round 2. That'll be Beautiful fun. Dude. Well, we will not have a shortage of content. People like us couldn't possibly have a shortage of content. <laughs> anyway. Ours, we're going to have like
0: parts like you come on mine, then I come here, right, and then Right. You come back on mine. There we go. And we'll we'll just do it's a, one big ass yeah. convo, but it's like, it's through the evolution of, of time, which, yeah. is, which is fun. Yeah.
1: It, well, you know, and, and that's what I tell people because it's journey. So like things keep changing, things keep evolving. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see where things just keep kind of going anyway. Yeah. So you're welcome back on anytime. Guys, again, Uh, Tommy underscore resist average on Instagram make sure there you can follow him there he's got the resist average podcast Uh, resist average academy podcast.com resist average academy podcast you can check that out on Instagram as well too. Ah, uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it, man. That was good. World, you, you, you just, you, you got, I think, I, got believe the you got the fir- I believe you got the official record. And I might have been wrong. It might not have been 123, which is now 132. But I, it might have been somewhere in the 120. So I think you got the record. We man. got the record, baby. But I mean, this was like flow all the way through. That's so how we roll, brother. I appreciate it, man. All right. Well, everybody, for 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 Tommy Baker, Resist, the Average, podcast, or Resist the Average Academy podcast and Resist the Average Academy. For myself, Matt Gossman, for The Hustle Sold Separately, we are officially out. Yeah!